Greetings, fellow podcast pioneer. Ben Shires here welcoming you to another delicious slice of Dave Weekly shortbread direct from the Edinburgh Fringe. And I'm not talking about the type of shortbread you get free in little tartan-themed twin packs with the complimentary teas and coffees in a mid-range hotel room. Oh no, this is your premium packed in a tin ambassador you're really spoiling a shortbread podcast. Anyway... What I'm trying to get at with that analogy is that this week we've got a ruddy good show and also that I've somewhat OD'd on shortbread recently. But let's not allow that to sidetrack us. Instead, let's focus on today's guests and what guests they are. First up, we've got festival favourite and the first comedian I ever saw live, the unparalleled Ed Byrne. Hot on his heels and following on from last week's Edinburgh Comedy Award Best Newcomer nominee, Romesh, we've got fully-fledged Edinburgh Comedy Award nominee and fully-fledged facial hair fanatic, Mike Wozniak, joining us. In short, it's the best thing since sliced bread. And just to reiterate, it's definitely not shortbread. I think I covered it. I'm joined on the Dave Weekly by Ed Byrne. Hello, Ed. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I am... Okay, I'm well. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know, you don't want to ask somebody how they are and actually then hear how they actually are. Have you yeah. ever experienced that where you've asked someone how they are and then someone kind of gives you a horrible recounting of how they're not quite depressed and how they are? But what have you been up to? Mm. You know, your answer is supposed to be not much. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what you're supposed to say. But I have, I've, I was in. Do you know where I was? I was in Canada somewhere. And I asked a guy in a hot tub what he did for a living. And I swear to you, he talked solidly for 15 minutes and quoted me his entire CV. Like, in, in a way that was, it was rude by were the you, end of it. Were you in one of those Canadian LinkedIn saunas where he you just go to an exchange? Like, yeah. I don't have a card, but I can talk. We were in, we were in it's very glamorous to even talk about it, but yeah, we were in a hot tub at, at a hotel and just socially, oh, so what, what, what do you do? And I swear to God, he went through his entire... Do you think that when my wife arrived, I, I, you know, I was trying to say to her with my eyes, do not ask this bloke a question because he will give you the 20-minute answer. I mean, the whole situation strikes me as a little odd that you're in Canada in a hot tub mm. with a guy. Mm. And <laughs> well, I don't own my own hot tub that travels with me around the world. I, I, <laughs> if I'm in another country, I'm probably going to be in a communal hot tub in the hotel, mm. you know. It, it makes sense. Yeah. The more that you explain it. Um, on your way here then, uh, as you might have noticed, there's uh, some great big posters with your face on it. Um, mm. Does that ever get normal at all? No, it's really funny walking down the street with my kid as well, my eldest, who's two and a half, and having him point at the posters going, there's my daddy. <laughs> and other people walking by get a real kick out of seeing him do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because he also is pointing at other people that he knows, pointing at Glenn Wall's poster and Andrew Maxwell's poster and people are like, there's Glenn. Oh. Yeah, his uncle Andrew. He's an observationist in the making, yeah. obviously. But it's just weird that it's it's perfectly commonplace thing for him now that there may be pictures of his dad on mm. the wall. To the extent that when we went into a coffee shop and there was just like a picture, a poster of some women drinking coffee and he pointed and went, there's mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's a model. Yeah, so yeah. That's, a great indictment yeah. of her life. <laughs> that, that's mm. how she can be summed up. Caffeine. Well, he obviously thinks that she, his mother looks like a model. I think she. No, she's just wearing the woman was wearing big sunglasses like my wife owns. 
there's mummy it's not, it's not actually that common that your parents will just be on posters wherever yeah. you go <laughs> yeah don't get used to this <laughs> so i mean ed uh, i mean despite your fresh-faced appearance which can be you know seen on all these posters and right in front of me now you have been around for quite a while you've been doing comedy for sort of what about I 17 18 years be, yeah it'll be 20 years in november 20 years in my november. very first gig wow i mean i first saw you quite a while ago now when i was still at school i went to school in a place called Beverly and you actually played Beverly Comedy Festival I think yes, in I did. 2001 or 2 mm-hmm. around that time and I remember feeling very smug with myself because I was at sixth form and they allowed the sixth form students to, to work the doors so I was actually technically working on the that's gig that's right it was it, it, it was like an aid of the school or something yeah, like that yeah it was, it was, I think it was to raise money to build a new yeah. sports hall which they've now got so mm-hmm. thank you for contributing no to small town East Yorkshire <laughs> life um, but yeah we uh, I remember seeing you and just being absolutely it was probably my first real comedy show the first comedian I've ever seen was you and uh, and now I'm in comedy I mean it was it was difficult to kind of get over that and actually still pursue my dream but yeah it was, yeah. It was a brilliant show and I remember at the time thinking wow, this is a possibility. You know, mm. you come from a small East Yorkshire town and then saw you and I was like, wow, if, you know, it, You never forget the it. comedians that you saw right around the time when you were thinking about becoming a comic. Mm. The comedians that you saw live then really stay with you. I remember coming through to the... I was at college in Glasgow and I came through to the Fringe Festival in 90, 93, it must have been, and seeing a comedian called Anthony Morgan... Mm. Uh, an Australian comic and thinking he was great really loving him and uh, and then getting to meet him uh, in Adelaide in 96 it would have been uh, and you know just being really delighted and then actually getting a review from a newspaper in Melbourne comparing me to this bloke who I <laughs> had seen you know so that um all of that, just really. Uh, Jeff Green would be another one. I remember yeah. when Jeff, Jeff Green came to Strathclyde Uni supporting Lee Evans, and I much preferred Jeff Green mm. uh, and, and loved him. And, and, you know, just then meeting him, you know, further down the track and doing gigs with him was like just really cool. Yeah, I've got a book by Jeff Green, and it's called How to Be Single, and it's a comedy guide. It's not the A to Z of being single, Oh, the A to Z of being single, that's it, yeah. Yeah, he does all those A to Z books. Yeah, he's got all these comedy guides to sort of... And uh, my girlfriend found it recently, and uh, found that quite amusing. And it's difficult to kind of climb down when Mm. you've got a book like that, and you're like, no, no, it's just a comedy book. It's not really... (laughs) It's not a self-help guide. I didn't Mm. need to know, but... How to get to be single. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. God, I'm so... I'm so kind of barricaded by all these great women. I just need to get back to my singleton roots. But talking about uh, being single and trying to uh, change that, one of your big breaks was Blind Date, of course. Well, I, I, I it was my first television Perhaps appearance. Perhaps big break is, a, is yeah, the wrong kind of couching unfair, for it, but yeah. it, was, it was one of the reasons that you were first brought into public consciousness. I suppose, yeah. Uh, I was on that back in, back in 93, um, shortly before attempting to become a comedian did you see that as a career move at the time or was it literally just for romance it was just it was it was was just for a laugh I mean at the time that it was the game show that one went on I mean it was this is obviously the days before Big Brother or any of the other sort of reality shows and it was it was the show that members of the public went on if they wanted to be on Mm. TV while still being a member of the public (laughs) Uh, and it was uh it was a remarkable experience because I've never been as famous 
yeah. since, you know, <laughs> literally just the next day everywhere I went and, you know, and people really responded to it in a, in a, in a way now looking back, I'm sure that people just thought I was a dick, but people were very, very positive about the whole thing. Did you get any proposals based I on your I got some fan mail, yeah. Really? sent to where I worked. Yeah, it was bizarre. Because that must have taken some finding out as well. But this is days before I the mentioned, internet. I did mention that I was working at the Students' Union at Stanford <laughs> University. You want to find me, it's PO Box. Yeah. Um, so can you still remember your, your sort of like uh, pithy roundup it's from too, our grade? It's, oh, it's, it's too painful. Is I, it? Can't, I can't, I can't, so you can... I can't go there. Oh, no. Because there is one of those things of, they, there is... You are molded to a certain extent and you're pushed to say certain things mm. and you, can you, you know, can you put- and as a member of the public, you know, as just a, as a punter. It, now, if I'm going on TV and, and people are trying to tell me what to do and say, I, I'm, I'm a bit more savvy and I can go, I'm, you know, what, that's a bit cheesy and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But as someone who is just a contestant on a game show, I'm like, oh, right. well, you seem to know more about this than I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's too painful. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll we'll leave that grave unsullied yeah. for now. Um, in terms of then uh, that process, could you just explain? Because I obviously it's a show that doesn't exist anymore, so it's difficult to find people who know about it. Were you given those questions, but uh, beforehand, and yes. told to come up with funny responses? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. And then once you've picked your answer, and they kind of they'll even write, they'll also write answers for you. Okay. Uh, or or ch- ch- maybe change your answers a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then once you've decided that, that's set in stone because then they write Graham's script from that. Ah, okay. So you were kind of, you had to, could you go off script? Is no, that, not really. You can't maverick no, it. No, that is, that's, that's my, my point about, you know, and it's very much a light entertainment <laughs> primetime show. So <laughs> yeah. no, that's too rude. No, that's too edgy. No, that's too clever. No. Say this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That must have been creatively really a positive experience for you. Yeah. But it was... And then what was really funny, the next day, the day after it was broadcast, I was out. I just went out, I don't know, buy some fags or something like that. And I met this guy who was drunk at whatever it was, nine o'clock in the morning, which is not a rare thing in Glasgow to meet somebody <laughs> drunk. But he he was still at a party. He had basically, he had nipped out for cigarettes as well. And he recognized me and he said, you have to come to this party that is still going on right now. <laughs> Seriously. Trust me, you have to come. I went, okay. And I came to the bar. And the reason these people were having a party is because their friend had been on the same episode of Blind Date, having come back off the date from the week before. So she'd been on it oh, as wow. one of the choosers from the, from the week before. And so had been on talking about the date. So this entire party, it was a Blind Date watching party. Mm. So they had all watched this episode so I walk in to this party and you can imagine that people are still up at nine o'clock in the morning. They're in an altered state of mind. You know? yeah. not. So I walk in this party and you just see these people just with pupils like the size of dartboards anyway, going, oh, my God. It was like the TV had walked into <laughs> it. was like the ring. You know, it was yeah. like the TV. The romance messiah. Yeah. Is a monster. This is the dude who was, we just watched this man on TV last night and now he is in our midst. Surely that <laughs> must have scored you at least a couple of flirty conversations. Yeah, it was mainly blokes at the party <laughs> at this point. Even so. <laughs> but still, yeah. yeah. I mean, with your track record mm. with hot tubs, mm. I imagine you could yeah. have got a very interesting <laughs> CV off one of them at least. Yeah. 
you have become a very sort of recognisable face from your TV appearances mm. uh, and from all sorts of things. I mean, mm. the the panel shows, which yeah. are always uh, really great to watch on. Graham Norton, where you keep being asked back. No, no, no. Uh, which is great. And and a lot of your work where you've, I've watched you on the uh, the Science Club with Dara Breen and stuff. Yeah, I and pop up on, I pop up on, I pop up on stuff. That's why I, I think I'm considered a a safe yeah. pair of hands, a, a, a good guest to just. Oh. Let me see. We've got three people on. They're all quite famous, but none of them are particularly funny. Stick burn on the end. That'll do. He'll just he'll pick up the slack in the conversation if it starts to drift. That's my so that's ba- my role. You're basically a super sub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like the guy who gets brought on uh, in ice hockey to just get into a fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's not got the skills, but he's uh, he's a good fighter, and he'll he'll take out their main player. He's got some hustle. <laughs> I like that. You uh, you mentioned earlier that you were uh, what were you living with Brendan Burns for a while? I did. Oh, well, I shared a flat with him in Edinburgh. Shared a flat with him, and there's also obviously you're a burn. And there's Jason Byrne as yeah. well. Is there's something in the Byrne waters or the Burns? You know, we're overrepresented yeah. in the world of comedy, certainly. Like you and the Russells. There's lots of people with the first name Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it strikes you me. Know, that if you think about it, Russell Byrne would be like the perfect comedian. That would be the one, wouldn't it? That would be. If I was forming the comedy equivalent of a boy band, yeah. had a team together to write somebody's uh, to write somebody's material, the mm. first thing I'd do is say, right, we need to stick a floppy haircut on you, change your name to Russell, your surname to Byrne. Can you do an Irish accent? <laughs> then we are making an uber comic here. That'd be incredible. You could call it the burning issue and it'd be a talent show throughout the land <laughs> to find this one person. It's either you find them and get them to change the name by Depole because uh, they're not called Russell Byrne or actually you find a Russell Byrne and send them on some kind of tib- exactly. find Tibetan... Exactly. Stick some tight jeans on them. Yeah. Check shirt. <laughs> yeah. Giving them a sassy attitude. <laughs> a couple of appearances on Celeb Juice and <laughs> you're there. <laughs> You've got the comedian. I mean, there's your show idea right there, Ed. And you could be the judge. Yeah, I think there's definitely something in it. Yeah, <laughs> I think there is too. Uh, and we should uh, we should mention uh, your show as well, which is in Edinburgh at the it, moment. And at the moment, it's in Edinburgh, 20 past nine every night at the conference centre. But it's going on tour. Roaring 40 is going on tour all over the country. So mm. edburn.com for details. Fantastic. And it basically chronicles uh, your sort of, uh, I don't know, your, your kind of move into your 40s. Moving and in. That's the sort of through line, yeah. But it's more, it's, it's, Sometimes you don't even know what the show's about until you read somebody else's <laughs> review of it and you realise it's about finding joy wherever you can. Oh, okay, I'll take that. Is that what it's about? Okay. That's the subtext I hadn't meant to write yeah. into the show, but somebody's picked up on that. So, yeah, we'll it, have that. It'd be great if you could write a retrospective blurb, wouldn't it? Because mm. <laughs> I know. Oh, the blurb you write before you get to Edinburgh, the show's not even written. You've generally got about 15 minutes of your show when you're writing the blurb for it back in March. Yeah. So everything's got to be done way in advance. Absolutely. Oh, that must be a weird situation. And have you found uh, that, you know, I think you've uh, often been sort of mistaken for this kind of Harry Potter-esque figure, as you, you mentioned many times. As you move into your 40s, is that still cool? Is that still applicable? Uh, no, there's nothing cool about me now. Anyway, <laughs> there were never, I've never, I was never a massively cool person, uh, but I, you know, I'm less and less cool. That's one of the things I talk about in the show is like I'm a dad now, which is one of the least cool things a person can be. Your coolness is it's just cool. waning. Absolutely. Minute by minute. It's weird that being a parent is so uncool because when I was growing up, it was all the cool kids were the first to become parents. But yeah, that's, that's still, it's pretty uncool. <laughs> yeah, there's some kind of weird irony to that. I talk about air guitaring as well quite a bit in the show. Well, Which that's is, obviously cool. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thanks for coming in and chatting to us, Ed. It's been lovely. No worries. Cheers. 
That was the marvellous Ed Byrne. Now, Wozniak coming over the hill. Is it a Mike? Is it a Mike? Yes, it's Mike Wozniak. Mike Wozniak, welcome to the Dave Weekly. Thank you. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. How are you? Excellent. I am very, very good. So, um, lots of reviews, lots of of pieces on you uh, tend Mm. to focus on uh, the fact that uh, you had uh, sort of an unlikely sort of mm. route into comedy, mm. uh, but a, a comedy which which seems to be uh, sort of, you know, I guess ploughed by a few people, and that is the medical to comedy route. Yeah, that's true. I did that. I did that originally, that yeah. sort of stuff, and was a medical student and a sort of junior doctor plod for a little bit. And yeah, that's how I ended up doing the sketch thing, actually. I went to a medical school where there's a bit of a sketch scene called St George's, which is in Tooting in... London, which is the same place Harry Hill went to and Paul Sinner and mm. and there's just yeah there's this Is it a medical school or is it just like a clowning college? It's a clowning college. Yeah. Um but you can sort of yeah <laughs> well, you play operation of... a lot. Exactly, yeah. You dress up and yeah. you, know, you get I mean, sort of Strictly speaking, you you're not qualified. Oh no, but... no, no. Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you were genuinely ill, it'd be a dreadful mistake. To Watch a hell of a lot of casualty though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. of course. So just to get the lingo, just to get yeah. the vocab. <laughs> Absolutely to convincing. Yeah. But I that's mean, it. Do you still watch uh, well, do you still do you ever watch medical shows? And, no, 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 no. Not after all those years of, of having to study, no, there's no need. I have, I mean, there's shows I have seen in the past that I've liked, but most of them are, are, are dreadful anyway. Mm. I kind of, you know, like Scrubs, I liked Scrubs when that came out, but yeah. that was just because that could have been set anywhere, it was just it just funny. happened to be. I just liked it, yeah. yeah. What if you got the call from uh, primetime BBC mm. daytime show mm. Doctors, mm. Mike? We need a, a consultant. Uh, Doctor Slash Funny Man on then, this episode. Then I would know that it was time for me to walk into the sea. <laughs> Never come back. I see. You'd have yeah. a Moses moment. But exactly. Yeah. Just to walk away and just yeah, just float away into oblivion. I mean, let's talk about your show. Uh, your show's called Take the Hit, quite appropriately. Yeah. But it is. It's about parents, but not your own. No, my wife's parents have, have moved, moved in, in with us. Yeah, in and tiny, do you, do you crumble house. under pressure in front of them? Because I imagine then that is a daily They are not challenge. allowed to come and see the show. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> have uh, they been told why? They, they have been... Uh, I, I've tried to, you know, block them. But it's quite difficult in this age of communication that we live in. Mm. And so, they, I mean, you know, and I can't gag the press... <laughs> So they've been, uh, you know, they've been reading reviews, right? And there've been some phone calls, and there've been some inquiries as to what on earth exactly is going on. Has there been a third-party mediator involved? <laughs> no, not yet. But I mean, I mean, at some point, I have to go back to my house where they are, and yeah. you know, and we, we may need one then. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe they'd have changed locks. We won't be able to get in. I think. <laughs> I'm so. I mean, I'm. I normally, I look forward to the end of a fringe. I'm, I'm not looking forward to the end of this fringe. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to go and face the music. Yeah, I decided time. to extend my stay in Edinburgh <laughs> exactly. quite a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, I live in Exeter, so Edinburgh is, is far enough away that they haven't they haven't journeyed up to try mm. and kind of sabotage the gig. But I'm expecting at any moment for them to sort of kick through the doors and yeah, draw things to a close. <laughs> and, uh, what are they physically quite capable of? of- Beating well, you up, I is mean, that... oh, I think anyone is is you yeah. know, when, when riled enough is, <laughs> yeah. is capable of great feats of strength. All they and, need is provocation. Exactly, I'm certainly pushing their buttons. Yeah. And obviously, it's re- it's reviews they're reading. It's not the actual show, so they're kind of they're reading a kind of di- a digested version, a kind of a version where say he talks about this, and they might not reveal exactly what I say, but oh, they dear. kind of it's just hints. So what they imagine is obviously far might be worse possibly isn't worse than what I'm 
saying. I mean, there's only one. I mean, I've just read a review now that has sort of d- directly just says what the jokes are. But not really? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Great reviewing. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you, you know, there is a review you can read if you if you can't be bothered to see the show and just uh, just want to get the written version. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But other than that, then it's yeah, they they have the the horror and their imagined horror. So I don't. I mean, it's going to be awful. Yeah. One of the other things that is is constantly mentioned uh, in interviews, and and so I feel like it would be inappropriate not to give it yeah. its uh, five minutes in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is your is your mustache. Yeah, it's your phenomenal facial hair. I mean, Thank just you. reading up on the write ups that you've already had in this fringe, it's been mm-hmm. described as luxuriant mm-hmm. and fantastic. Oh. I mean, would you say these are accurate? Yeah, I would do. I would do. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it wasn't something I chose to have in the first place. I, my wife tells me that I have a, an underdeveloped lower face, so you know, it's there just as a sort of filler, really. But yeah, you know, uh, but uh, I've since sort of grown to love it, and and you know, it's, and it it's, you, and it me, and you know, it's the, I don't think I'm a particularly vain man, but if there's a focus of my vanity, there it is, right, yeah. <laughs> slap bang in my mid face. Absolutely, and, um, for all to see. Exactly, exactly, and and certainly it leads to trouble at times. I, I get you know shouted at in the street yeah. sometimes and whatnot, and sworn at, and you know heckled. And, you know, have you have you worked out your uh, sort of Victorian man's moustache bristle yet? Can you sort of uh, you know in the same way oh, that I can wall bristle, I can wiggle. I, yeah. yeah, there's. I mean, the full works absolutely. But normally, I find it's most powerful when it's when it lies still, oh, like in sleep, wait, like a sleeping beast. So. Yeah. <laughs> Best not disturbs. Yeah, leave the dragon alone. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. who would want to uh, rouse that from its mm. hairy slumber? Hen parties, actually. That's who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if ever I'm walking through, this, if I've been doing a gig at a weekend somewhere and uh, I'm just sort of walk out and about late, you know, trying to get to my car, if I pass a hen party, then they will generally they will make a they will lunge they will lunge at my face. Even if I've they've not been at the gig, even if they've just seen me the first time, they mm. will. There's something about end party, they'll, they'll lunge, they'll pour and yank and pull and, and try and sort of climb into it. What are you saying, Mike, is a good old-fashioned fanny magnet? No, 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 I wouldn't. I mean, beautiful turn of phrase. <laughs> I don't think it's an attraction thing, because they're not interested in the rest of it. I think it's uh. just a sort of novelty. What I, they're, they're quite rough with it, so what I assume they want is to actually pull it off. To and have to it. wear it as a novelty, you know. When yeah. they go off to Poonanars or whichever club they're on their way to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I say, I mean, it's. I think it is a, an interesting thing when you have something which is is so uh, stupendous as that mm. in mm. the middle of your face. Mm. People are naturally intrigued and, mm. and uh, piqued in their curiosity by mm. it. I think. I mean, I, I occasionally get it with wearing glasses. Right. Probably not as much as you, but the people in you know out and about, particularly after they've had a drink or two, mm. want to try my glasses. Mm. But then often they just see it as a prop, so they want to just walk off with my glasses. Mm. I think I do need them. Yeah, those it's, are vital. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, I've put in years with these guys. Yeah, I don't really need beyond why I've said I, mean, I don't really need um, the moustache, but I don't, I don't want anyone to pull it off. No, that's true. I yeah. mean, just basic lip warmth. That kind of thing yeah, is more of the searing, searing pain. A bit, a bit of skin had come loose, you know. If you, I mean, it's quite dense the hair there. I mean, if you pulled it all off in one go, there's. I mean, God knows what else. A couple of teeth, maybe. Yeah, that's very true. Soft I mean, palettes. I mean, based on the the kind of the the infamy, if you like, that your moustache has mm. now garnered. Has it any plans to sort of tour on its own? Has it? Yeah, well, I mean, the work I get because like, I do a bit of sort of the comedy acting malarkey, and it's, I mean, it's definitely the moustache that gets the work rather mm. than the man. So I'm, I'm really, I'm the sort of vector for it, really. I mean, the, the roles I tend to get tend to be sort of dad, geography teacher, or RAF officer. <laughs> You're so, basically a moustache plinth. I'm a moustache plinth, exactly. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. And I mean, there've been times when I've sort of, you know, 
I've shaved it off, you know, in a bid to tell casting directors, hey, look at me, I can, you know, I can do some acting. Check it out, check it out, check out the skills. Don't even need this guy. Don't get any work. Don't get any work at all. Yeah. So just have to grow it back. It like, is, well, you know. it is unusual. I find myself drawn to looking at it even mm. as we're speaking. Mm. It's it's kind of a Bermuda Tashkel or something. <laughs> I'm caught within its vortex. Yeah. The other thing, uh, when I was uh, sort of uh, scouting around, as I'm sure your parents-in-law have, mm. online for incriminating evidence of right. you, uh, is, is I mean, you've got a fairly, what I would say, unusual surname, Wozniak. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought there were that many, but guess what? There are. There's loads. Quite a few Wozniaks. Yeah. Including a very famous one, mm-hmm. uh, Apple. Yeah. Co-founder. Steve. Yeah. Not related, sadly. Unfortunately. No, I'd love to cash in on that connection, but I can't. Really? <laughs> not, not even a 10%. Nope, nothing. Got to I mean, keep working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, students working. get 10% off at Apple. Couldn't you mm. say you're a nope, struggling... Tough. Hard cheese, that's all I get yeah. from those guys. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I've not heard of the iHard cheese. Is mm. that... iHard cheese, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're looking at it, mate. <laughs> it's yeah. a very unique Apple product. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't There's know how... them. It's an incredibly common Polish surname. Yeah. yeah. It's like sort of, you know, Smith or Carter or it's kind of that level of, you know... It's Two a penny over there. Wow. And over here now, you know. Little, about, I believe the phrase is two a Wozniak. Two a Wozniak, indeed. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. move for Wozniaks. Five Wozniak. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but I uh, I did notice there was a couple of notable ones when I uh, when I was Googling. Right. Uh, including uh, there's actual Mike Wozniaks who have made an impression. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, there's a Mike Wozniak who was a former uh, st- superstar college basketball player. No, I Holds know uh, numerous records... Uh, for a, a college basketball team over in the US. Nice, good yeah. for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Shooting hoops. Yeah, all the way. Oh, to, we love to uh, shoot hoops. To to Beeble Town. Mike, oh man, Beeble Town, big time. <laughs> One way ticket, mate. Yeah, I, <laughs> maybe it was you. I didn't realise it. Oh, we're all into that. Yeah, we all love a bit of the old Beeble. Spent a bit of time over in the states, just yeah. uh, practicing your dribble. Wasn't the can't jump though. <laughs> no. It's the tragedy. Oh God! What, what man did you can use? we throw? Like a Stannis airlift. He's a sort of spring-mounted elbow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's and, very inaccurate. Yeah, I mean the other Wozniak, which I'm obviously beginning to uh, assume is also you, mm. is is Mike Wozniak, the uh, American male model. No, I haven't come across him. Wow, yeah. incredible. Yeah. No, the only ones I've come across are, are both states. One is the guy who has uh, MikeWozniak.com. When, uh, I, when I thought, oh, unfortunately, when I thought it'd be a savvy professional move to get a, a web website, and it, that's just a picture of a, of a man um, being surrounded by dogs. <laughs> but I don't know anything else about him. I mean, is that a classic Mike Wozniak trait? Well, I mean, yeah, he's made it, cl- and it's classic Mike Wozniak. He's made <laughs> yeah. it classic. And the other one is uh, there's Mike Wozniak PI, which I was <laughs> thrilled about. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, he's in some kind of Midwest America somewhere, just like some kind of ex, you know, law enforcement officer kind of gone P.I. Mike Wozniak, P.I. <laughs> and a huge bulldog of a man, thick-necked, uh, serious, you know, votes Republican, the works. No doubt he's aware of your existence. Of course, of course, yeah, we correspond, sure. Yeah. When he's having a difficulty with a you know, particularly sticky case. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the necklace has gone missing. Wozniak, unite. Exactly. You some kind of transformer. Of... Exactly, yeah. Well, undoubtedly, you'd want the uh, Mike Wozniak American male model oh, version. yeah, of course. Who, of course. I don't know, I mean, obviously, I assume you'd want to hear a bit more about him. Please. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah. Uh, in, his, uh, in his dreamy photo shoot, which I saw yeah. and was, uh, was peppered with little tidbits of information. Oh, he's a dish, is he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Great. As you can only imagine, a Mike Wozniak would be. Quite, quite so. Uh, he... Uh, he lists his uh, his dream photo shoot would be to be uh, photographed playing soccer. 
Perfect. Which he says would be gnarly. Wow. Actual quotes. He's right, isn't he? If anyone knows what gnarly is, this yeah. guy does, right? I mean, that's, as gnarly, that's the epitome of gnarly right Exactly. There. I, I feel there's a gnarly vibe right now. Yeah, I'm sort of my... I mean, obviously, I would more aim for the sort of classic calendar shoot, kind of torso covered in grime, holding a tyre. Yeah, or maybe, maybe surrounded tire. by dogs, as the other surrounded one Surrounded by dogs, yeah, tiring one arm, baby, in the other, yeah. dogs licking my nipples. Yeah. Shooting some hoops, maybe. Shooting some hoops. Just downtime with exactly, Mikey. Exactly, Mikey was. Just a classic, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Yeah. Just shooting some hoops surrounded by dogs with a baby in a tyre, yeah. covered in grime. And, uh, I mean, he also listed his, his fashion role model, his icon mm. in the fashion world. Uh, see if you can guess who it is. Uh, he, he's a figure, fairly famous, has mm-hmm. quite a following. Uh, Fabio. But, <laughs> no, I mean, he's not necessarily who you generally associate with fashion per se. Mm-hmm. More about uh, a life philosophy. Has a famous dad. Um, pretty big in the Middle East, came over here. Osama bin Laden? <laughs> Near enough. Where's the robe? It's Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. You know, <laughs> Strong choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I Strong mean, choice. A man who's never been accurately depicted. Mm. Uh, his his uh, Mike Wozniak fashion model's uh, ideal pin-up. Fine. Yeah. Great. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Uh, well, yeah. It's deeply obvi- unsettling, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was famous for facial hair. I assume that Mike Wozniak probably has a sort of idol of Jesus that he's made in his own Mike Wozniak image. It's probably, yes, his own face, you know. Well, he's quite clean cut for a Mike Wozniak, actually. He's quite chiselled. Yeah, well, we go through the the whole range. Mm. You know, we go through the full spectrum. Yeah, exactly. sort of somewhere in the middle, basically. (laughs) Exactly. Well, whichever Mike Wozniak you are, Mike, Mm. thank you for coming and joining us on the Dave Weekly. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've had a lovely time. All right. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Well, that's it for our Edinburgh coverage this year. Thank you to Ed Byrne and Mike Wozniak. I'm off to get my shortbread addiction treated. In the meantime, stick around. Next week, we'll be back with more great podcast guests. So great that I can't even reveal them. Remember, you can always tweet us at join underscore Dave and me at Ben Shires. Tweet us to your heart's content, whatever that may be. Until then, doodles, doodles. The Dave Weekly is a Pixie production for Dave, hosted by me, Ben Shires, and produced by Joel Porter. 